0: Love, craft, country.
1: That's how we're starting? My God. We're not introducing?
0: Hey, uh, yeah, welcome, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, uh, to your weekly dose of Blurdy dopeness featuring me, Marshall, and my lovely wife. I am Courtney. Hey, baby. How you doing? I'm
1: good, and this is Blurred Life with my wife. I am the wife. We are both Blurreds. Yes. Uh, And we have, as you may have um foreseen from the beginning of this podcast we finished Lovecraft. oh god are you serious lovecraft country yes
0: yes yes
1: i mean finally damn. we finished yeah. it yeah but i mean i guess we're not like late late you know we could be worse we have been worse
0: i think i think the season finale was last week so you know we're still within the same calendar month
1: which
0: is a huge (laughs) come up for us
1: uh a shining achievement a red letter day
0: we're getting there we're getting there and you guys are coming with us we appreciate y'all i mean first off before we get into anything um major spoilers for Lovecraft lovecraft country see i can't say it either babe
1: yeah spoilers like i mean i don't know the whole season is out um yeah. we have caught up and watched every episode yeah and i mean we have ma- we have also managed not to really get spoilers so correct um spoiler alert alert uh, i don't think we're going to talk about the episodes that we saw previously i think we're going to talk about like the last three the last or
0: four yeah that
1: we that we saw
0: yeah
1: um one in particular that i think we should discuss really would be um i am hippolyta Yes. Or I am. I yes guess. I yes, am. Yes, absolutely. Was
0: a... We're gonna have to discuss that. But first let's 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 dial it back a little bit. L- listen, um really wanna say thank you for everyone uh in the uh amazing response to last week's episode. Yeah uh Lo Fi and Legends. If you haven't had a chance, please uh well listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> yes
0: If you got some extra time right after, uh go back and listen to Lo Fi and Legends, Courtney uh, that was my her show. top 10 list <laughs> her top 10 list of anime theme songs i threw a couple in and um we did our uh first impressions of ghost of substitution legends which yeah. is uh dope as fuck and the episode was dope as fuck it was a great time we learned some new tricks as far as recording and hopefully everybody enjoyed it but uh like we said we did make some um some new announcements so i'll reiterate uh, Courtney and I will be producing a show for the popbreak.com, uh, which is a, um, nerd culture TV website. Um, and we'll be producing a podcast for them that starts in November. We'll yeah, get, once a we'll, month. we'll get a date for you. We'll get a date for you shortly um, when we can. And, uh, we're really excited about that. That's going to be like our TV podcast Um, so once a month you guys will have to go over to that feed please subscribe once we once we get it up and running uh and, and we'll be uh holding it down in that space as well spreading the good word of blurredness and awesomeness and yeah all that good shit also uh again i have made affiliate on twitch i stream three times a week this week i actually stream four times i did a bonus stream uh on saturday So definitely uh, stop over if you want to support the show. We're trying to figure out how we can do a live uh, Twitch broadcast of the show. And I'm still working on some logistics there. But definitely, if you want to support, head on over to twitch.tv slash blue, B-L-U underscore Okami. That's O-K-A-M-I underscore seven.
1: Yeah, and I mean, so, like you said, three times a week streaming, but this week we did four. So if you want to keep up with that, same thing, go to Marshall's um, Twitter, which is blue, B L U, Mm -hmm. no E, underscore Okami, Mm -hmm. O K A M I. Is that it?
0: Underscore seven.
1: Underscore seven. So at blue underscore Okami underscore seven on Twitter. And I mean, he just tweets about a whole bunch of shit that you may find interesting i mean i find interesting but then again like it'd be weird if i didn't because we're married but um that's where he posts yeah like you'll find out if you're interested in watching him stream and stuff like that so keep in mind
0: too we do have a uh twitter for the podcast as well at blwmw on twitter on instagram we are at blurred life with my wife please go and show love to uh those social media so that we can post to them <laughs> yeah. and 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 maintain them and you guys get a lot of good stuff like we post um this week we posted some episode clips of lo-fi and legends on there uh just you know a few highlights get you get your pilot you know warmed up uh but yeah, so that's that's really dope. Um, I don't know any other announcements we had. or
1: No, so I feel like we can get into the show. So I've been slacking on my Mac and on like the drink category. Mm. Um, but we're going to do one today. Yes. It's a little bit of cheating. But so because of the season. Yes. Uh, we have been getting like you know, fall appropriate drinks. Now, Marshall already loves like the Angry Orchard um, apple ciders or apple ales, whatever you want to call them. It's my jam. I, too, enjoy a nice hard apple cider. So um, there's an apple cider by 1911. Mm -hmm. So just the year 1911 is the name of it. It's apple cider that is like aged and a bourbon cask so it kind of gives it uh, i think we talked about this a little bit another episode but basically it's aged in a bourbon cask it gives it like you know some nice body and flavor i think for people who aren't really beer drinkers you'll like it because it is you know on the sweeter side um but mm. so i've been drinking that and i decided that i wanted to have warm apple cider yeah um so with alcohol of course like Boiling or putting on the stove and stuff like that you have to worry about like getting it to a certain temperature because then you start to burn off the apple um, the alcohol mm. so with this because It's like a pre-made drink like it's just it is what it is. It's a hard apple cider I warmed it up in the microwave for like two minutes And then I added some of my salted caramel creamer to it and then like topped it with with cinnamon powder Mm -hmm. and if you like when you add the creamer to it if you like basically you kind of whip it up a little bit with like a fork you can do a spoon to stir it what happens is i I think because of the carbonation in the apple cider uh the hard apple cider it kind of like makes a foamy frothy head which is nice Mm -hmm. and then you put the cinnamon on top of it and it just kind of looks like you know like a warm like fall drink yeah and it tastes good now another way to do it which is like a less like cheating cheap way you can go and get some apple cider uh so go to your favorite like apple orchard or something like that or if you have like a farmer's market there's some pretty good ones around here that make really good apple ciders and you can i mean because it's just the apple cider warm that up on the stove and then you get it to the you know the temperature that you like like hot tea temperature whatever um Put it in a mug and then you can add a spirit to it. So I would probably add whiskey because I like whiskey. So I'd say like a shot is good enough. So if you do like eight or maybe six ounces, six to seven ounces of the warmed or hot apple cider, um, an ounce, so a shot of whiskey. Uh, and then if you want to top it with, let's say, like um, pumpkin spice or like the pumpkin pie spices that you can get or cinnamon or something like that, or put a cinnamon stick in it, uh, maybe a little bit of like vanilla extract, that would be bomb. Should or options you could do if you want it to be like town. sweeter. You could do like a shot of like brandy or even like rum like a spice rum mm-hmm. and there you have it it's like an apple cider hottie toddy type of thing going on and it's just like really warm and delicious and sweet now the rum and the the rum and the um the brandy thing maybe you don't need to do that because it's probably gonna be pretty sweet from the apple cider to begin with but like Really warm, yummy fall drinks that will get you nice. So that is what me and Marshall are sharing right now because I have a huge mug that I just made it in. Mm. And he was like, yeah, that's a good drink. That's
0: like, a good yeah. drink. I know. Y'all should try it. I mean, shirt.
1: he likes it because it's really, like, it. it's really sweet, but.
0: It's not even that. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's, it's just like a, it, it's like something that you would probably find at a holiday get together in Virgin, right? But it's not. It's, you know, it's got a nice little bite to it. It's got a nice flavor. Yeah. Um and it's very very uh apt for the time that we're so, in. it being warmed, October.
1: Hot apple ciders, mm. however you would like to make it. Mm. I made mine a little bit janky, you know, but like if I wanted to spend the time and the money and if I had my, you know, my bar stocked, which I don't, we, we went out to get stuff for the bar and I was just looking at stuff and I was like, man, I would like to do it, but I'm also trying to like furnish this house and like get some clothes for fall slash winter. I was like, damn, it's expensive. It's expensive to get alcohols, you know, especially if you're not like drinking, drinking like, like we used to.
0: Real so. rap, it's like remember when you ain't had no rent or no mortgage and shit, and it right, was just and like, your money went to drinks. Oh, it's payday! Like what alcohol right? am I gonna get? You today? remember being <laughs> in
1: college and like you get a little hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, heaven forbid, five hundred dollars. Boy. Boy, you're fucking rich, man. You oh, are a straight, baller. Go yeah,
0: straight to the liquor store, get a whole rack of macaws.
1: I know, the cheap, nasty
0: stuff. It's My cheap. God. <laughs> we were such uncultured swine. Get you some fucking, fucking fruit punch. You can fucking <laughs> unclog a drain with this
1: shit. That's like,
0: crazy. Yeah, but hey, yeah, but, uh, I hope you
1: guys enjoy. I mean, if you know me, and even if you don't know me, at Neo Queen Celine, Facebook, not Facebook. I don't know why I say that. We always Twitter. Do twitter and instagram maybe because facebook owns instagram now whatever mm. but twitter and instagram neo mm-hmm. queen celine the celine is with the C. yes like celine dion um send me pictures or whatever yeah. T- tweet me uh tag me in Ooh, your babe, stories take a or whatever picture of yours now it doesn't it's... look as good now because like oh yeah not that the cream is curdling because it's not actually cream it's like this almond milk creamer but uh we didn't drink off of it and stuff like that it's not cute but i'll put a picture up if i make another one okay and you guys will see okay yeah that's what i'll do i'll make another one because i don't have to go to work tomorrow yeah, <laughs> shit. all right well, uh did,
0: cool but... so uh that is the drink of the week
1: yes drink of the week of the podcast of yeah, this episode yeah, yeah. the segment is back uh Courtney gave y'all you.
0: asses some options you mean thank you. Thank you. gave y'all a couple couple different ways to do that, and now uh without further ado, my love
1: yeah, let's get into it
0: love craft country, country. yes my goodness it it my mind is still blown, my brains are still on the back on the on the, on the back of the studio right oh, it' like in the on the back of the wall I guess we can start with the episode that we came across the next episode before... Well, the episode after the last episode that we covered on the show, which was... I am
1: okay. Yes, so that I just one. I confused how basically, I'm on <laughs> Right. So basically, in this one, we open up with Hippolyta. She is still, you know, reeling after you know the the loss of her husband, George. Yeah. Dealing with you know her family members slash extended family members not telling her the fucking truth and her feeling it like you know something's not up and you know having to be strong for herself and for her daughter and then she has the. Um, what was the name of that device? Or aurory? It was. It was.
0: It was. It was like a little. Uh, but basically, that yeah. gold
1: device that yeah. um, mimicked like the solar system right. or whatever, right. and she's just looking at it because she she took it from. Um, letty's house right and she's trying to figure it out trying to figure out what is going on with this because just intuitively like she has the sense that it will answer a lot of questions for her so we get into it you know we know that hippolyta is very big into astronomy like she named a star when she was younger if you want to harken back to when they went to that museum i think in what was it not chicago but it was in Where did they go when they were going to that museum to?
0: Oh, no, it wasn't Chicago because the the show takes place in Chicago. It might have been like St. Louis.
1: Something like that. But anyways, they went to that museum and she was sitting there with her daughter and they were looking up at like it was kind of a facsimile of where those places you go to to look at stars.
0: Oh, uh, observatory.
1: Observatory. So it was like a facsimile of an observatory. Like, basically, they project, like, the stars onto the ceiling. You can look at him. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to her daughter about naming him. So from that, we already know, one, Hippolyta is smart, and two, like, she's really into astronomy. She's very smart, So, yeah. lo and behold, she figures it out, and there's a key, and there's some words in there. And she basically goes to um, an actual observatory um, that... The key basically fits into the machine. Mm-hmm. You know, some crazy sci-fi shit happens and she opens up a portal. And I think, you know, Tick and Letty find out that she's that she stole the the, the thing. Yeah. And they and Tick follows her and stuff like that. And then he sees what happens and he kind of follows with her through the portal because she basically gets flung through it. Like she doesn't yeah. have a choice. Yeah. And he goes, but he comes back really. Quickly. Well,
0: well, they they encounter two cops. That meet them at the observatory, and there's, like, a struggle, right? Like, Hippolytus turning on this machine. That
1: was afterwards. Was it? That was afterwards, when she gets back.
0: Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I believe so. Okay. Because what I thought happened was they had to struggle with the police, and they both fell into the portal after throwing one of the police officers into the portal. Hmm.
1: True. Maybe.
0: And she had the gun or whatever, and then...
1: And then she got flung into it. And, and she then got flung into it. I'll right, five. right. All right. Well, there, you know, there we go from my recollection. But, anyways, so she gets flung into it. And the whole basic, the whole show is about her journey through going through going through time in different dimensions. Dimensions, is yeah. Is what we find out. So, time, but more so different dimensions, like different versions of Earth and stuff yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like parallel, parallel universes. Mm hmm which is amazing.
1: Yeah, which like kind of makes you begs to like begs to think that like the past Is it actually still going on in a different dimension like on a different version of earth where everything is like everything is linear like like when you think of time it's not like forward or backward but it's actually like linear like side to side so even though we think of it as being as before it's actually happening right now which i think is what they were trying to like allude to when she was saying Mm -hmm. like the different versions of earth Mm -hmm. like these are different times that are happening at the same time as our time is happening but and in different she, and planes.
0: she alluded later and this is definitely like later in the season when she was speaking to D when she said like time is only uh the 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 only um limit to time is our is our ability to perceive it. I think she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And that really uh struck a chord with me. And like I said that's later in the season we're going to yeah. focus on I am. But overall Courtney, as a black woman, you know what I mean? The, the journey, the arc of Hippolyta in this episode and the imagery and everything that she did, she got to dance with, um, uh, what's the star's name? I, I forget the star's name. Oh, Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker. Yeah. She got to dance with Josephine Baker. Uh, she got to do all of these things and we find out even later on in the season that she got to do even more than that mm-hmm. over this time that she was traveling, um, and then just the representation of the beings that um, she ended up being on the ship with. Like, as a black woman, what did this episode mean to you?
1: I mean, this was a really... I think there was a lot of points in this episode um, in particular that struck a chord um, with me. Um, And it definitely was very emotional, especially, like, let's say, when she was speaking with Josephine Baker, and it was, like, before she named herself... You know, the next thing that she I mean, Hippolyta, but the next thing that she was naming herself, I think she went off to be um, a warrior or Mm -hmm. whatever. But, you know, she was talking to Josephine Baker and she was talking about like her anger and how she hates white people and she hates all these things. And then she was like, I hate. And she stopped herself. And Josephine Baker was like, what else do you hate? And like it really was like heavily implied, at least to me, that she was going to say, like, I hate you because it's like. The freedom that Josephine Baker had, even in her time before, you know, when Hippolyta grew up in Chicago Mm -hmm. or whatever, or coming Mm from. um, I'm guessing she was from Chicago, even though George and um, and Montrose came from Tulsa. Tulsa. But like growing up in that time, you know, still missing out on the freedom that even Josephine Baker had just living as. A black person in Paris and stuff like that and being able to make a living and do her art and be free and kind of live in that kind of free thing and like she was jealous of that and she hated her for it that yeah. she was able to have that and you know that her hatred of white people and the way that they made her feel and how they made her feel small and things like that and having to ex- exist in that way Um, and I think there was you know throughout the episode a carrying on of that feeling of hatred or anger Mm -hmm. but then also coming to terms with it like for example when she was becoming a warrior Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and that and that tribe of women and things like that and what she's saying like you know they tell you that you being um being aggressive is not ladylike your hatred is not ladylike you know being a warrior is not ladylike and it's no my hatred or my my anger my aggression that's my love you know and and saying that that's an expression of that yeah and and coming to terms with it and owning it and and basically saying in the face of the patriarchy or whatever you want to call it um or western ideals and even ideals in in africa and being under under men that like you are who you say you are and you should be able to own your feelings and your emotions and things like that and then I think it really hit me hard when she named herself a wife and she went back and, you know, basically woke up in the bed with George and, you know, they had a really intimate moment. Yeah. But then, you know, when he said, you know, you did all these things and then you still chose to name yourself my wife. And I felt like that just with him saying that it like flipped a switch in her and she was like, you know, you allowed me to be small. Yeah. You allowed me to shrink myself when I could have been all these things, these bigger things, you knew how smart I was, you know, you knew like how great I was at astronomy and things like that. I mean, you're saying that one of the things that you, you know, loved about me was my inquisitive mind and wanting to explore and things like that. And you allowed me to shrink myself. And then, you know, again, alluding to the conversation that she or hearkening back to the conversation that she had with Josephine Baker is like you know without saying it I hate you for that right like you did this to me and I I think she did also take accountability for herself saying that she allowed herself to do that and she made herself small she decided to do that but she was saying you knew what you were doing and you you allowed it you turned a blind eye to it and then you know that that George he um He acknowledged it. And then they went on an adventure and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, he said
0: he said, I I mean, I don't know, like I'm I'm only want to give a little bit of insight on as a man and how George was able to humble himself in Mm a sense and come to that realization and come to that being able to verbally say, like, I did do this to you and I'm sorry that I did. And I kept you from being the discoverer and the the amazing person that you wanted to be and that you deserve to be. And I thought that was a beautiful moment for them because she basically told him like, yo, like you held me back. And he's like, yo, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like I didn't mean to, I loved you. I thought I was protecting you. I thought that this is what I would have to do in order to make sure that my family was good. But I see now that, you know, I was holding you back and you could be anything. Yeah. And I thought that was really beautiful. And then like you said, they went on their their um their trip and their journey. And like yeah. I thought that was dope.
1: I think I mean, just as as a whole, the episode was really powerful. And I definitely, you know, at the end she decided to name herself mother to you know, to go back to, to her back, child. Yeah. I think it definitely gave a good look at like being yourself even when you have responsibilities, because even with that, you know, with the responsibility of a child, she was able to be herself. I think it definitely also kind of gave like, it also kind of gave like, you know, uh, maybe try and do that congruently, like together instead of like, boom, (laughs) do stuff for myself and forget about my child until like, I remember about her. (laughs) She definitely
0: was like, all right, I'm Yeah,
1: she was like doing her own thing. But I think that also speaks to like, don't forget to do your thing while you're, you know raising your children and stuff like that so you don't get to a point where you you freaking neglect them because mm-hmm. you're like, oh I gotta get back to myself mm-hmm. So try and find a way to, to do it at the same time. but yeah this is from the perspective of someone who doesn't have children yet so you know take, take that with a an, take, right take that yeah. with a great assault. Um, and I thought it was just cool just showing her like figure things out and use her brain and like you know be scientific and stuff like that. We don't really see stuff like that for for black women you know in in those type of spaces yeah. and like to say that she was the protagonist and she was the one that figured herself out how to get out of that room that she was put in by those um i, I guess you want to say godlike creatures who were like huge black women Yeah, I was good so right that saying, was like- cool <laughs> like amazing amazing afros yeah but um
0: the imagery yeah Uh,
1: it was it was a beautiful episode i mean just imagery wise of course i mean the whole show is like visually stunning but it's just like i don't know it meant it meant a lot to me to see that because it's like you know to be fair the actress is beautiful yeah she's also like she looks like a regular woman woman. like she's not Mm -hmm. you know oh big boobs tiny waist huge ass long legs you know like a weave or a wig or whatever which i don't mind because i do whatever i want with my hair but like it was like this is a black woman like she's just an ordinary black woman like and i'm sure there's plenty of black girls that watch it who do fit that archetype and would still appreciate it she was so beautiful
0: uh i think just diversity
1: in blackness is is great and and having people that just look like people and not like always on 10 glamorize mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's fine too i mean everybody loves a little bit of glamor here and then and it's always you know great to look up to people and look at people that it's like an ideal of just like put together but i don't know that's another thing that i like about this show because it's like you see people sweating right you see people in pain you see people like crying with like snot and shit like that like it's not just pretty Mantra
0: you know? was here. yeah well, well i guess that's what well I anybody. I'm just yeah, saying, like
1: yeah. I'm not specifically meaning him,
0: but yeah. It's, it's it's this episode specifically was beautifully shot. I really feel as though without at least an Emmy or two, I would be completely um, disenfranchised. I mean, Emmys is already like what it is, but from cinematography to um, to costumes and yeah. Uh, the way that that the way that they shot her and uh, Hippolyta got her own episode. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was it was such a beautiful episode. Here's a question, and <clears throat> let me know if I'm remembering this wrong, babe. We didn't talk about Meet Me and Die Gal on the show.
1: We didn't.
0: Okay, so I am. Is the episode immediately succeeding Meet yeah. Me and Die Gal? So let's go back one episode. Even though, even though it's, it's it's this part of the season really didn't have a lot of whole lot of like chronological uh, importance. Like uh, you could really go either one of these episodes in any order, but because we didn't talk about me, me and that gal, I want to turn some attention to meet me and that gal. And my goodness, Jamie Chow.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a really. I think that was a really good episode too. Kind of um, harkening back to. Um, Atticus's time during the Korean, Korean War. War yeah, um, him, and then meeting her who would you come to find out that she's a kumiho which is like a nine-tailed fox or a fox spirit or whatever a
0: succubus a Korean succubus
1: I guess so but it's it, I think that's how they explained it in the show but I don't think that's a hundred percent well i mean i guess so like if, if you ever I saw love sex and uh l- uh death sex and robots oh
0: love love sex and robots yeah you had it right. was it love or is it death love sex and robots well
1: anyways that show is on netflix and basically it's like anthologies of like um animated um animated episodes there's also love death and love death and robots so it's got like animation it's got computer animation it's got live action Mm -hmm, but basically mm -hmm. um it's like all these like mini anthologies and stuff like that and there was one in there that uh was talking about um fox spirits and it was saying like basically they take the form of beautiful women and like seduce men and stuff like that so i guess you could say like a succubus but um, I don't know I'd like to think it's a little bit more than that but regardless so we find out that she's a kumiho basically her mother summons her and she takes the form of her daughter uh, to kill her husband who was um, abusing her daughter Um, like I guess he married her because she was a vulnerable woman to be able to take yeah, advantage of yeah, her daughter and was, stuff like that
0: she she had a daughter out of wedlock which at the time of Korea was saw was seen as very Unhonorable or dishonorable, so he he married her knowing that she would be open to marrying anyone, and also with the uh, with the intention of um, t- you know taking advantage of them. Um,
1: yeah. Um. But basically, it's starting off going through her story, and basically the mom, after getting her revenge, wants to get her daughter back, and in order for them to do so, she has to take the soul of a hundred men and the way that she takes her souls is by having sex with them. And like she kills them when they climax. Um, but during this time, you know, we have the Korean war going on. We have basically them persecuting communists that are there who like have to live there and hide their, you know, hide their affiliations and stuff like that. Um, and then she meets Atticus. Now, the way that she meets Atticus is that he kills her best friend. Right. Um, basically blows her brains out onto her face. Um, and then, like, she gets to know him in the hosp- military hospital because he gets hurt and she's there learning, you know, going to nursing school and they come to love each other she her initial reasons for getting to know him is to get revenge yeah and then it's especially so because when she first meets him he doesn't even recognize her he doesn't remember her like i guess the event was so inconsequential to him that he didn't remember her face which i think was infuriating to her yeah um but then they end up falling in love and she feels bad about you know wanting to take his soul. But yeah, so she feels bad about it. She tells him, you know, um why she got to know him and stuff like that. And he like gets mad at her, but they they come to an understanding and then she learns how to have sex with him without, you know, her tails coming out to kill him. Right. Um, but on one fateful day that is unable to happen, now she is able to basically like kick him off of her so that he doesn't get killed. But in the process she does see that Essentially, he dies and she tries to warn him from going back home. He doesn't want to hear it because he's like, you know, scared of this monster. I was going (laughs) to say like. Um, And uh, he flees and then she still loves him. So she's trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen to him because she doesn't want him to die. And she, you know, during this whole time, of course, she has her moments with her mother or the mother of the girl that she took on the form of. And then we go into the next episode, which is I am. Yes. Um, but you, what did you think about this whole episode?
0: It was it was a dope ass episode um, because Lovecraft does this thing and I'm not sure that I'm familiar with it or it's not. I'm not going to say I'm not sure I'm familiar with it, but I'm not sure that I'm familiar with it in this type of medium. Lovecraft reminds me a lot of an anime. It reminds me a lot of the ability to take and go somewhere on a whim and give you a completely different self-contained story love death and robots is a very good um uh point of reference in the sense that any week in lovecraft you could be anywhere doing anything i mean i
1: feel like what you're like i understand what you're saying but to me i feel like so so in the beginning it seemed like they were going to be like little anthologies that had no connection. Like it was just love country was going to be about like these little things, same people, mm-hmm, same mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like, um, American horror story. Where it's like the same actors, but they're different characters right. in each right. season. It but It was going to be same characters. Say, uh, and then the, it's the same people, but each episode is something, um, mystical or magical, and horror that happens to them to which people, is not yeah. really related but they're like it's just happening in their universe to them mm-hmm. but I mean as we go through you start to start see to that see connections when they jump back and forth where you know between time and things like that you see how these things relate to each other
0: well yeah and and meet me and that guy was an excellent I'm not going to call it a side quest because I feel like it's a it, it it added a lot to the story it had a lot of context and also it gave you insight onto who Atticus was talking to when he made that collect call mm-hmm. and uh this was like earlier in the series like season like uh, episode one or two or something like that so to find out that he has this this history in Korea and you know he wasn't just a soldier he you know he was a dude he fell in love you know he he met someone and she was I was saying it now Also, like I said, Jamie Chow's acting in this episode, like the character that she was asked to play, the characterization, how she was struggling with her humanity and trying to find that and believe that it was there. I really felt a lot of this performance. And I just really want to say that uh, hats off to her because she had really humble beginnings in entertainment. Um, And to see her growth is outstanding. And she, she acted her ass off in this episode.
1: No, definitely. I think pretty much everybody that they have in here who are playing like important quote unquote characters <laughs> did did a really good did a really good job. <laughs> I'm r i am I remember thinking when we were watching it, when not thinking I even said it out loud, like especially that scene where her tails come out to attack Atticus and then like, you know, he bolts and is like, Oh, don't talk to me and you know, calling her a monster and all that kind of bullshit. I was just like a couple of hours ago you were talking about there was nothing that could make you not love her and stuff yeah, yeah. And I was just like that's really some bullshit and I remember Marsha well so Marshall was like well I mean any dude would be like that if you basically got thrown out the pussy like at a wall the pussy threw him out like it's I not even like
0: it. this is it's one thing excuse
1: that turn of phrase
0: uh, look, for look, female anatomy it is it is what it is like I, I can't be nothing but gully here the pussy grew a arm and threw him out by the dick like what the fuck what like I, I don't know what life is anymore i don't i don't know what i guess so it's is like yeah i understand It's nothing that can happen and that will make me think of you different but bitch your pussy just grew a arm and threw me out of it and henceforth we
1: will say vagina or something else because yes now i i too many times of saying the P word. Okay. Obviously. Okay. But
0: <laughs> Real Real me in, babe. But I'm just saying like I'm getting back to For that me. moment when I seen it and I was just like, Whoa. Like Yeah.
1: But still I was just like, dudes, forever <laughs> weak. You're so weak. Like we just
0: supposed to be like, you know what? Yes. I love you. Yeah, you are my flower no. even though you grew tails out of your vagina and lifted me up off of the ground I guess so, that just shows the power that I guess, is within you okay but then but i can then, do nothing but, then, but appreciate but you then, like,
1: but then <laughs> like, throughout the rest of the season the before freak. we get back to that and stuff like that he want people to still be friends with him and cool with him and all this stuff is happening and it's like yeah. dude we were just in a, a mansion where we went through hellscapes in our dreams because yeah. the sons of Adams thought it was funny to put us through shit and sit there and watch us through our doors. Then I got freaking shot and brought back to life. Your uncle got damn shot and is dead. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we still supposed to be cool. And I'm supposed to just let you shack up in my house that I bought with money from your half cousin or whatever. And the, it has an elevator that basically goes to hell. I mean not to hell but you know.
0: It would go somewhere. Uh but yeah. So that's uh meet me and die <laughs> Right. <laughs> but still. Uh, the weakness
1: episode. of dudes. <laughs>
0: uh I mean listen um
1: a little fantasticalness and it's just like eh, nah.
0: a little fantasticalness oh tiny, my goodness inconsequential.
1: I mean she didn't suck his soul hey, out and he ain't explode hey, in the
0: bedroom. Hey, Like it was Ninja Scroll in real life.
1: I guess so. But my thing is, too, like, he redeemed himself. And there was a lot of things where it's like, oh, okay, he's a smart black dude. He really likes to read. I like Atticus. But a lot of times in this whole show, I was like, yo, Atticus is definitely he one of those main characters that are, that's annoying.
0: Yeah, he definitely wasn't the most endearing of main characters. I mean, he's flawed. He's flawed. I mean. It
1: gave me, like, real Harry Potter Goblet of Fire vibes. Or, yeah, was it, the, it was the Goblet of Fire. It was the Goblet of Fire where he was just acting real pissy and stuff. And was like, oh, Ron and Hermione, you guys are prefects. Why didn't you tell me? And it's like, dude. I didn't like him in Order of the Phoenix either. We we were fucking studying and stuff. Like, the fuck were you doing? Right. And we were all going through this bullshit. So, Bitching about Voldemort and shit. Yeah, like, and, and talking about you,
0: Cho Chang. Get your work done.
1: And, eh, why is Cho with Cedric Diggory? And it's like, because he's better than you, bitch. mm but yeah, that gave me real those vibes, like always complaining and stuff like that, and not wanting to, um, not wanting to take responsibility for your actions and stuff, and blame people for shit, and uh, lashing I, I, out at people, but then I wanting have, them to like comfort you and shit.
0: I have long maintained that Harry Potter was the worst part of that book series.
1: Uh, he was the actual worst part of he Harry was Potter. The <laughs>
0: actual worst part of his own series. Like I, I, I could care less about. Him as a per I actually I actually cared about him more when he married Jenny, even though I don't think that they should have ended up together. Like I like Jenny so much I was like, you know what? Harry's probably an okay guy. because I <laughs> but- <laughs> got married her, that's funny. I don't know. But, but that's anyways. neither here nor there. Let's get back to yes, it. Yes, Next episode, uh, Jigabobo.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I mean I guess I should have known that they would have tied back to him. Yeah, because they, they showed them as they, uh, yeah, as one right of these friends and stuff. That, that, that foreshadowing. But I didn't know that they were really gonna tie back and be like, yeah. What
0: he so. said? He said, am, "Am I gonna have fun on my on my trip?"
1: Well, yeah. You know, and you
0: the one that told me about it. You were like, I
1: know, but I didn't know they were gonna tie back to. it. I thought they were just gonna say like, yeah, this is one of her friends is Emmett Till, and like leave it at that, and mm-hmm, be like one of those mm-hmm. little cameos, like because in the same episode they were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Um, When they're talking about, oh, yeah, you heard about that past or whatever. And they had to set him up with that black girl because he wanted to marry that white girl or whatever, his little white girlfriend and stuff. So they were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. So but they never brought that back up. So I didn't know that they were going to use that also within the plot device of it. I mean, I guess it makes sense since it's still within the time period. And because if we're in Chicago, that was like a big thing. There's no way to. Yeah, there's no way not to address it. But it just—I don't know—it was—it was—it was was definitely painful in a way, you know. Of course, not in a way uh, um, of—not in a way like you would feel if you were if you were alive during that time. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, oh man, you know. Sometimes when you watch Lovecraft Country or shows like that, you're like, yo. I want to say white people are the worst, but I guess I'll be PC and say racist white people are the worst. Because if you have a problem with that, then it's like, yo, why are you racist? (laughs) You should probably not be racist and then you wouldn't have a problem
0: with it. (laughs) This this episode was like one of the reasons when uh, you were telling me about, you know, us possibly watching Lovecraft Country. I didn't want to because this is something that I've been, you know, surrounded by and cognizant of at such a high level, uh, especially the past three to four years. it's just like, you know, I I don't want to see this stuff anymore. Like in that way, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, all right, if I could opt out, I'll opt out. But this episode and it's focus on that, particularly in the beginning, um, was expertly done to convey these mental state.
1: Yeah, she was definitely falling apart it's because her father is, is gone. He's dead.
0: Her mom and is missing at this right, point, she doesn't right, and time. she doesn't
1: know where her mom is. And everyone's telling her, oh, she's you know she's on the she's on the Green Book trip. She's right. trying to find safe place. And he knows to
0: in her heart of hearts that the people you know that everyone around her is lying to her. Yeah. Very much, very much in the same way Hippolyta knew in her heart of hearts that everyone was lying mm-hmm. to her about George and his death. But it was so important for her to be exposed to this death and what it did to her mentally and how it affected her characterization throughout the episode because this episode could be considered as much in her mind as it is literal, even though she was cursed. Yeah, it wasn't in her mind. Was literally, she, was, but I'm, she was definitely I'm, cursed. She I'm, just, I'm just speaking on her, her good. actual mindset and... Uh, how for me there was a duality of curses here there was a literal one done by the by the cop you know the 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 son of adam or whatever he was or like the competing faction i I don't know how that was but she was also fighting a curse of grief as well for her friend and just the state of it and you see how it cropped back up later in the season
1: well i think it definitely was a breaking point for her because it was like she lost her father, her mother is not there for her, so mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. feels alone and then she has to go to the funeral for her one of her really good friends. And it was just like, you know, she she basically ran away from the funeral and she saw those two little girls. I guess they got some ice cream and they were outside, like, you know, laughing and giggling and they waved at her. And she starts all walks at them. And she was like, Ain't nothing uh ain't, ain't nothing, nothing to, to be laugh happy about. about.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was that was amazing foreshadowing because the things that she ended up being cursed with, I feel like were in a sense allegories for those girls like. I think that they can. We have to look
1: back. What if were they were they those girls like in makeup and stuff like that? They were really good dancers, by the they way. Were. It yeah, was, I, I was like I, feel like, I was impressed. I feel like somebody got put on. For that. I was impressed by <laughs> the dancing. Drill. It was very creepy, but the, like yes, the way good. that they moved. Yeah, was, like when you when they were first coming up the steps, and she was like coming up backwards and stuff yeah, like that. I yeah. was like, man, this is some creepy. Like this is thriller. Yeah, the thrilling.
0: choreography was was like, outstanding.
1: It was it was really good and creepy. Their and scary.
0: movements and and just everything, their makeup. Makeup. um so yeah so, i guess so they dope. was
1: someone was saying online they were like the bopsy twins or something like that but basically i guess they had them like made up to look like Jigaboo's. yeah so that's where we get Jigabobo from yeah and i don't know i guess they were sisters or whatever but just wonderfully
0: yeah. creepy the, yeah the makeup and, and and they were playing with the like you know, they, they were joyous. Like, they were just like, yeah, we coming to get your ass. Yeah, like, yeah, it was and definitely... It, 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 the juxtaposition of that and then the girls from the beginning and, and her basically telling them, like, there's nothing to be laughing about. Mm-hmm. But now these girls come around and they're just laughably torturing her and just, like...
1: I'm going to kind of... So, look, do what you want to do, right? But I'm a, I, I I feel like I have to put this disclaimer out here for maybe people that I know. Actually, no one that I know would do this, but I feel like we're going to see it. I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year. People in Lovecraft mean. Country costumes, please do not dress up as these Jigaboo twin girls. Whether you're black, but especially if you're mm. fucking white, please don't. Like, I just I don't know. There's just something about it. Like to see it in like a film setting or something like that and to understand because of of the time period that they're in and the curse and things like that. It's like it's supposed to be upsetting in in the show. Right. And it's supposed to be creepy and stuff like that. And it's just part of the plot device. And like it makes sense in that. I would rather not see it on the street.
0: Right, no, that's um, I can't cosign more. Actually, I just want to kind of because I I agree so much. I kind of want to move on. But and because
1: I like I can I can see it happening. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. I like I'm having a premonition. I can see it happening. I would rather that y'all not. But okay.
0: What What did you think about the uh? What did you think about the imagery and the foreshadowing of the um, uh, the cream of wheat guy? Like following the book changing and it was like the the uh Uncle Tom book or something like that. Yeah, uh, uh uh Uncle Tom's cabin. Yeah. Uh I thought I thought all that was like super dope. And then the finally when D decided like, you know, F U pig, like I'm not gonna do what you want me to do and I'm just gonna, you know, uh lock myself in this room and i'm gonna wait for these bitches and we just gonna have this shit out
1: yeah and then i'm like damn it montrose you trying to help her out and you got her fucking curse she mm, was no. she mm. was beating the shit out that one girl yeah
0: yeah she would have tired herself out eventually because it wasn't yeah wrong.
1: but it was like can you let her go and i guess the other girl didn't get a hold of her because he was on her side there right so she like was she had a little Dancing temper tantrum yeah. she had a little temper tantrum and like sat down in a huff but I was just like, "Oh, god!" Oh, that
0: episode was so good. And then, okay, so we get through Jigabubo, J- Jigabobo, excuse me. Um, and then we go to what I feel. Well, I'm. I mean, honestly, it's the penultimate episode. Rewind 1921. This is the next episode. Um, Hippolyta comes back
1: mm-hmm, because now we have to cure um, D. D of the curse um christina she did can't come and kind of give them some help to give her time yeah but of course she only did that for something
0: for ruby so that ruby would be in well for her... ruby
1: but she only did it for something and that something was atticus you need to come to the old now, man willingly willingly yes
0: because that's part of the ritual mm-hmm.
1: which we know that he knows about now because when he did the time hop it got like pushed directly back after he got this book lovecraft country which was written by uh george freeman um and then we find out as we go through that we know that that's his son so he knows that letty is is pregnant pregnant, they they are both not telling each other (laughs) about the pregnancy basically yeah Um, letty
0: hasn't letty hasn't come to terms with it yet like she knows i don't think
1: she hasn't come to terms with it she just hasn't told him She doesn't feel like telling him yet. Like she's, she's scared to tell him. Okay. And he knows, but she hasn't told him. So he's not, I don't know if he knows that she knows, but he's not telling her. Like, for example, when they were outside waiting to go in to do the viewing for Bobo for Emmett Till, he he was like, like, Oh, are you okay? Trying to give her water and stuff like that. He was really babying her, which when that was happening, I was like, did we miss something at the end of the episode? Did she tell him? Right. But then we find out that she didn't.
0: So. And it was so it was so dope the way that they did um the the dichotomy of uh Hippolytus time traveling or you know universe traveling experience and then like doing Atticus's like largely off screen. Um yeah. we find out in this episode that not only did Atticus travel to the future for, you know, a couple of seconds, but he was given the book by a uh um, a hooded with a woman with a metal arm. or with a mechanical arm. And that's it and it was said so quickly, um, but it really was a a ridiculous.
1: He did detail. also mention that white people were rioting.
0: It, exactly. So there is also some more things there from his, you know, couple of instances in time as to where uh, and, and, you know, largely the same time frame, Hippolyta was able to travel for what we in this episode come to learn was 200 of our years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has been, you know, universes and back. Yeah. Uh, lived a couple lifetimes.
1: lifetimes. Well, I mean. Preferably, if we all get to live as long as we like in good health, like three lifetimes. Yeah. Well, but, you know, <laughs> depending. I- ideally. Unless you live to be 100, then that's yeah. two. But. All things considered.
0: <laughs> what, what did Ricky Bobby say? Oh, well, with uh, the advances in science and my high salary, I believe that I can. <laughs> <laughs> um. But
1: yeah, so um the as you so named it, the penul- penultimate episode, they have to get the uh they have the to recover the book of names right in order to heal her and we know that it was burnt up in tulsa so we got to go back to tulsa before it gets burnt up
0: so what is hippolyta do she says well i know it's a time machine and atticus is like yo we broke that shit like you know the and cops came like, i can fix it she's, she's like i got you butt. i got you you know what i mean so they go back down there they bring d and letty montrose who's you know coming along for the ride uh because you know he wants to be supportive but also he's very apprehensive
1: yeah the whole time he's hearing things and stuff like that and like basically you come to find that it's like his ptsd flashback right of what happened during the the riot. well i don't want to say the well, riots the The, massacre the, the, the time leading
0: up to the tulsa um the bombing of tulsa oklahoma and yeah the, the, massacre. the massacre um we find out that you know well. We found out earlier and a couple episodes ago that he had been gay his whole life, um, and he, you know, married uh, Atticus's mom or as you know, people
1: th- tend to be, right? But what? Uh, well, yeah, we'll just leave it at that because I know that some people have issues with okay, that. So, okay, okay. well, I mean, just for my 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 little aside. So, I'll I'll keep it cute for now. <laughs> oh you know by the way uh, since we're talking about him that I forget the name of the episode where they were talking about him and his boyfriend and he like went to the uh, the drag competition with him and they like, mm-hmm. had like you know like um sh- they had basically like the confetti and stuff like that and just like music and stuff mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. basically he just let go in that moment
0: mm-hmm, I mm-hmm.
1: remember sitting there and kind of like sitting on the edge of the seat and like my hand was over my mouth because it was just like i don't know to me it just felt like such a beautiful freeing moment yeah. and i just i don't know i felt happy for him in that moment because he looked happy he looked yeah. free he looked like like carefree when like the whole like the the whole episodes this whole season with montrose whenever you see him like he just seems plagued by something he's always drinking he seems really angry and hard and just like this, you know unmovable in moment. his resolve and like and and in, in that particular episode right um, which by the end of it his son called Climbed him the F word m- yeah, yeah calls him um, out m- of anger but um, it was just like I don't know I liked that episode too did you
0: get the sense that that was the first time in his life uh, uh, Montrose I'm speaking of did you get the sense that that was the first time in his life where he could truly be himself and be unhindered
1: I don't know. I didn't I didn't make it that sensational. I just I think it was just a time where we were allowed to see him, you know, being with people that were much like himself Mm -hmm. and nobody had to hide because this was a space for them Mm -hmm. and although normally he would still be trying to act like oh i don't belong with these people like i guess every once in a while i do this with this man but that doesn't make me gay or whatever but like he just he actually opened up and it was just it was really beautiful
0: real rap Real
1: rap. but okay anyway so we're going back so we're talking about how Mm -hmm. you know we're talking about we're back in tulsa So Hippolyta gets the thing working. They go through the portal and they're in Tulsa in 1921. And it is just like hours before all of the white people started massacring and stuff like that. It was like little little
0: spurts going on around the city. But it hadn't like I guess the way that they depicted it was like it started small little things around and it just kept escalating from there. And then somebody got in a plane and started bombing shit.
1: Yeah. Uh well not somebody, a couple somebody. Yeah. But so they basically go so they go back to the neighborhood, uh during you know, in this part of Tulsa where, you know, you have the what they call the Black Wall Street, but you know, the the surrounding suburbs around it as mm-hmm. well. Which mm-hmm. nice houses and just like looking at it, I remember the whole time I was thinking about it, I was like, This really in a certain way reminds me of PG County, but like not. Because it's just like it's legitimately just black people and they have these like nice suburban houses and these nice neighborhoods. And these kids are playing hopscotch on the street and just like they got backyards and like full families and stuff like that. All of the, you know, on the main street, if that's what you want to call it, everything is just like black owned and stuff like that. They all got cars. Everybody's dressed so nicely. And it's like y'all really can't stand for black people to have shit and this is a good example of it because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. people love to say racist white people love to say oh well you know look at them in the ghettos and stuff like that and they're shiftless and lazy and if they just pulled themselves up by their bootstraps they could have this that's what america is about and other people make it in america why can't they and it's like because when we do and we have something to ourselves and it's just for ourselves because you don't want us around you so fine we'll be fucking segregated it's just for ourselves you can't fucking stand it and you start murdering people and bombing and shit out into existence to say don't you ever try this shit again you're not allowed to have anything and they want to look in my face and smile and say oh well if you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps you know everybody can do it you can do it I don't know why you guys can't do it it's like we did more than just there because there were other places too where we did it and you guys wanted the land and you wanted to try and buy from us and we wouldn't sell it so then you invited everybody out to a carnival and then burned everything to the fucking ground like you really can't stand for black people to have shit no you say you say all this other good shit about oh the american dream and and again pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and working and shit like that and then when you see it realize you destroy it because you're evil and you actually don't want us to have anything you you want us to be ghetto and and shiftless and lazy and not have anything and be destitute and and full of pain and anguish and not have anything because who else would you talk about like that in that way and because you're evil crazy. but but seeing it I was just like it really it made me think of home Just because, like, okay, I know everybody says, like, people from PG County, we all think, like, the streets are paved with gold and it's the best place on earth. But honestly, like, there's no place like it to feel like you're amongst your own, to me, and just, like... Just like in suburban shit, you know, like, I mean, you know, everybody wants to talk about like, you know, hood credentials and being from the streets and stuff like that. And that makes you cool and stuff. But like legitimately like PG County for the most part, except for like some areas like in real, real like Southern PG County and stuff. It's like it's it's just the fucking suburbs. Right. And it's just people living their lives and shit like that. And just being like just living. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. But
1: it's just so much, so many black people. They're like, it's more rare to see a white person. Like, you'll see them, but you'll see way more black people. And just like leaving PG County and coming other places and living other places, it was just like, so this is what the rest of the world looks like. Like, I, barely I, I seeing. Mean, your I'll own be trying people. to tell
0: Courtney, and I've tried to tell her multiple times, like, you're not going to find another PG just anywhere. Like, I think, I think one of the things that, she may have and maybe this is a pg county thing but i think that y'all see it and y'all feel like okay this is how i was cultivated so this is regular this is natural this is you know this is this is everywhere like everywhere has probably got a place like this and i'm just i've tried to tell courtney like like no unfortunately that's not that's not the case like yeah. you go other places you're not going to be in a full community of people who look like you that is this affluent like pg is on the on the map nationally for a reason uh, yeah, i mean, I mean not it's, sure not as, it's, it's not as it's not as high up as is. it used
1: to but, be like i guess it used to be number one now it's number or whatever but yeah. anyways i'll say all that to say that's kind of what it reminded me of right,
0: right um right, 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 and right.
1: that also kind of like pulled at my heartstrings knowing what was going to happen next yeah um so we go through that we see letty goes into the house well before that we see montrose being beat in the yard by his father um so that was a little bit of trauma it was trauma especially him sitting there watching it right, right. but also giving everybody us but also letty and atticus an insight to How what he... informed him as yeah. a person yeah. and for him to see you know this is why he did this to me. This is why Montrose, my father did this to me because this was what was done to him. And even though he knew it was wrong, it was painful. Like that's, you know, the cliche hurt people, hurt people. But if that's what you see of parenthood, that's what you repeat. Especially if someone's trying to tell you, Oh, I'm doing this for your own good so that you're not soft and stuff like that. But regardless, so they see that. And George um, didn't
0: get, George didn't get any of that treatment, by the way. Mm,
1: Well, we don't see him get that treatment in that scene, but Montrose does say, you know, even though George just stood there and um, Atticus's mother was telling George off by just standing there, not saying anything. Montrose says he did help me a lot. Mm, mm, So there mm, are probably a lot of things that we did not see mm, that mm, that George did for Montrose because, I mean, he had like unshakable loyalty and love for his brother. Yeah. Um, but then Montrose runs off and Atticus is like, damn, I got to go after Montrose and Letty goes towards the house. Um, but while she's going there, uh, well, here come a, a whole big old truck full of white people and they just start shooting and stuff like that. So she's running from them. Um, and that makes a way for her to go into the house.
0: One important thing that we should mention if we haven't, and I don't know if you have baby, if you have, I apologize. But at this point in time, Letty is invulnerable. She made a deal with Christina to gain invulnerability and she wanted it for Atticus because she knew that Atticus would probably have to sacrifice himself if Christina's plan was to come to fruition. However christina was like look you give me these negative pages of the book of names or 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 some cipher
1: negative yeah it was the negatives of the um picture so it was the the photo negatives right pictures of the you
0: give me these negatives and i will make you invulnerable and christina kind of gave her that look like i know you're pregnant and you're in vulnerability if you want if you want your baby to survive like so at first you know letty was like no But then she was like, wait, you know what I mean? So she ended up getting the invulnerable. So at this point, going into going into the Freeman household, as Letty is trying to do to get the book of names, she is invulnerable.
1: Yeah. Now, I didn't see Christina as knowing that Letty was pregnant, but I think it also had to do with her involvement with Ruby and her love for Ruby um, offering. um, It could have
0: been that as well.
1: Offering um, that to her. But also because I think Christina just cares for women. So that's why she helped d like mm-hmm. women and girls she cares for she like she kind of hates men except for william um mm-hmm.
0: yeah. who you know she that's takes on his guys now with yeah. the potions
1: but uh she was like yeah no not for him but for you
0: yeah
1: i can I, I can see she that does she does for women
0: yeah she definitely has a soft spot for her well, okay, yeah. Then yeah. she probably didn't know she was pregnant. But she yeah, was because
1: like... that's how she relates to Letty. She doesn't relate to Letty as a black woman. She relates to Letty as a woman. That's true. And she sees in her and they they talked about it. They saw in each other, well, not in each other, but she sees in Letty the struggles that she was going through and the hatred and the anger and the and the feeling of not being able to get what you want because of your sex, she sees that in her. But Letty is expressing that as being black. I mean, also being a woman, but as being black. But she still just relates it as well. You're, but you're a woman. So we have these struggles together as women. So uh, I think that's where she comes from, where she's willing to offer this um, to be, you know, impervious to to you know assaults and mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. to to Letty
0: for protection. So yeah. To to, to pick it back up, Letty, while uh, Montrose and Atticus are out, or Atticus is looking for Montrose, she basically gets attacked and runs, and eventually makes it to the Freeman household, and they protect her like it's like a literal shootout. Um, and that goes to show the sense of community from from back in that time as well. I'm not to say that this stuff is exactly how it happened. I wasn't there, but just the fact that there's a black woman being attacked, and you basically Get into a shootout with with these white dudes. I mean, you you outgunned them obviously, so they wasn't really going to do anything at that point in time. Yeah. But so she ends up getting into the Freeman household. She introduces herself to everybody, tells them any or, or, or the type of thing, and her goal the whole time is to get up into this room to get the well, just of to names. look
1: anywhere in the house for the book of names. I don't think they. She knows. Uh, that yeah, she's yeah. She to be probably didn't in know where exact it was. Room, but that's where they end up. So
0: she ends up with Atticus's great aunt, who. I, I
1: well no, I think like... that's well no, I think that's Letty's mother's mother.
0: Letty's mother's mother? Or not
1: Letty's mother. Um Atticus's mother's
0: mother. So his so great grandmother. Okay. His so great grandmother. His great grandmother. So he ends she ends up with Atticus's great grandmother who is like the sage of the family, or like the matriarch, I guess. You know, they all hold up in this house and you know, grandmom sees right through it. She like I don't know where you from. I don't know what's going on. You up in this room, you said you was looking for a vantage point. You lying. What's going on? So, Letty's like, look, I ain't going to hold you. I'm from the fucking future. Here's proof. I'm trying to save your family. I'm trying to save your bloodline. Like, I need this book. I know you know what I'm talking about. What's good? And Grandma's like, true. True
1: not really they basically have it out though because she's like you know what the fuck are you doing here i mean they have a conversation yeah but right but then she's like i'm looking for the book of names she's like the only book i know is like you know the the good book basically and she (laughs) is asking for it to help save you know her family plus the baby that she's having plus you know the the son of her granddaughter Mm -hmm. um and then she's like well if you're from the future like help us and she basically had to sit there and be like sorry like I can't change this because if I change this, he won't be here.
0: Mm-hmm. And then my
1: baby won't be here. Mm-hmm. And like the grandma basically in a span of a few minutes has to come to terms with everybody in this house is gonna die.
0: Yep. And that's that's heavy. Yeah. And she does it. She does it. Graciously. I mean she
1: burns to death holding her hands, which hand. yeah. is And she told traumatic. Letty she was
0: like she was like, you know, get out of here before you burn up. And Letty was just like, No, I'm I'm gonna stay with you because I'm invulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I, I I I read that moment as I don't want you to die alone. Yeah. Like and that was beautiful. Um Letty, you know, showing her. Showing her commitment to the family, bro. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about.
1: So lady. now cut to Atticus and Montrose. They're sitting in an alley, and Atticus is, or Montrose is looking at himself with his friend, I think it was, was it Josh? It's
0: Tony or something like Thomas. that. Thomas. It was Thomas. Thomas. yeah.
1: And basically, he's telling him, like, how he tells, you know, tells Thomas that we can't be friends anymore because basically they were fighting it, you know, their whole lives as children being friends. But they were really, you know, in they love loved each, each other.
0: other. Yeah, yeah. Was like his um first and then
1: life. he was like you know this is the point he like, he's like he doesn't matter he's inconsequential it's fine i can save him he's like no everybody matters yeah um and so he's basically reliving like one of the most traumatic, traumatic i mean the moments, whole thing yeah. is but the most traumatic he's, events of his life
0: he said thomas is about to get shot in the head
1: yeah and, so he dies and yeah. apparently i i don't remember catching it in the earlier episodes but basically montrose and George always tell the story about this stranger that comes up with a bat and saves them from these white men that are attacking him, George, and Atticus's mother. Right. Um. And so they're standing there like, where is the dude? And so um, Atticus is like, oh, we messed something up by coming back. And then when he steps forward, he stumbles over the bat. And I that called this. Montrose picked up when this. he hit the car to get some liquor out of it. Yeah. You did call it. You did call it as they were talking. You were like, oh, he's the one. So then uh, he picks it up and he starts swinging away. And well, he he
0: realizes he realizes like Montrose has been telling him this story and he literally walks across this bed. It's like almost like divine intervention. And it's just like he said, I got you, kid. Well, you know he said I that mean? because
1: he's been told that that's what was told right, right, him.
0: right. So that's where I was like, oh, this is about to be a time paradox. Like he actually told his son what what to say to make him remember that. So to, to be able to come back and tell his son, Continue not to say that he wouldn't have remembered the whole ordeal. But it's that for me, it was that phrase that really kind of stuck it and created this 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 time paradox. And it also uh, comes back into the next episode when we talk about fate. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah. getting back to what you were telling so saying. So
1: they, you know, they, they complete the history as it's supposed to be completed, which is another thing where we're, I think, harkens back to history being linear in a way where it's like horizontal as opposed to up and down vertical. Vertical, yeah. Things are happening at the same time, basically, right. in different planes. So right. those different Earth 524 or whatever, like the different dimensions. <laughs> Um, that everybody is experiencing as like a consciousness of oh well, this is the past, but not really. But anyways, um, but not to get into like existentialism, and yeah, yeah, and existentialism and stuff like that. But <laughs> that's a so little, that's they, a little they, deep they, for this podcast, y'all. They do that. Uh, they get back to the hotel. Letty's not back, so yeah. Atticus is like, "What's going on?" And then Montrose looks at the portal and he's like, "Something's wrong with the portal." So. Um Atticus jumps through, he finds that um that Hippolyta, Hippolyta she is sh- she's struggling. She's yeah. vomiting and everything. And then as she's struggling, her hair turns blue.
0: Mm. A time traveler with blue hair?
1: Yes. So hmm. uh <laughs> so he's trying to help her or whatever and keep her strong so she can keep it open. Letty basically does this, you know, march through um through Main Street so as a grief She's uh, just uh, bombed like and stuff like fucked
0: that. Up. And the bombs going off around her, and like, uh, I felt for her.
1: And then she gets back to the hotel room with Montrose, and they jump through the um, the portal. And now they have everything they need to um, to help D. Yes. Uh, So they get back to the home, and they are going to. Well, this I guess is this is the next episode. So that's that's that episode. The next episode, they have the book, they're back at home, they crack it open to help D, and then uh the bodies hit the floor. It yeah, Atticus and Letty pass out on pass the floor. Out, they're yeah. like, Oh my god, wake up, episode we need to full circle. And so in this one, basically they go. It's into like an a ancestral space, plane. Yes, into a space that um their ancestor who had the baby of uh, the, the, uh, white. Yeah. Um, uh, what was his name? Titus break white. Uh, she's like, I created this place at first. I thought it was hell or whatever, but I found that, you know, this was a safe place for like any of my ancestors or people to come after me, um, to gather and like, you know, do whatever they need to do as far as, like, learning magic and shit mm-hmm, like that.
0: Compare notes and shit.
1: Um, and so Letty, she is in a similar space, but with... Um, the matriarch. Yes, the matriarch. So the great-great-grandmother. Episode. And she starts helping her learn, like, how to read the book of names and things like that and, and do the spells. Atticus sees his mother. They have um They have an Tender intimate moment. moment but yeah. basically, she's talking to him about you know, life being or death, being a part of life and like it being inevitable. And I think this is where we start to get the foreshadowing for the end of the series, but also this episode about what is going to have to be done in order to be Christina.
0: Cause basically Atticus doesn't want to die. He no, knows that Christina's um, spell requires his life. And what they've been doing up to this point is trying to find a way to stop Christina without, him participating in a spell and basically his mom Duke says, Baby, like you go you you gonna be a hero and uh-huh. it's really it's really this illusion of choice that really drives us crazy. Like sometimes you don't have a choice. Right. And you're gonna save everybody. Yeah. And that's your that's your purpose. You know what I mean. And, and you, that's
1: another thing that's mirrored by um the I forget I I'm so sorry I forget the name of the character but the the woman who basically started this lineage who had Titus Braithwaite's baby yeah his yeah, you know. great,
0: great great great
1: great yes mother, but girl. she she basically also says um that you know you're going to say you're gonna save them all yeah them all yeah so.
0: Um, Meaning, you know, black people, basically. Like, right? you're gonna say that.
1: yes, which is what we find out later. But she yes. just says them all. Yes. Um. Back to the story. So they go through that, and then they come back, and w- well, while they're in that astral plane, they start doing the um the chant or the spell that uh that saves D. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. So she comes back. She stops turning into, I guess, a Jigaboo or Jigaboo, whatever, or like yeah. turning into one of the cursed children, but it doesn't save her arm. Her arm is just irreparably messed up because that was the source of the yeah. curse.
0: Like all the rest of the curse is gone, but her arm is basically withered and useless now.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, and um, so we go into them making their plans to try and stop Christina and stuff like that. Um, Atticus and Letty, they get like baptized and stuff. But during this time, we're also seeing uh, Hippolyta mm-hmm. and D coming back together and d is just not having it yeah. she is fed you up with her me, mother like, you left me and mm-hmm. she was like well i went on this adventure and stuff like that and if i had known i would have and she said i don't know i don't want to know what you would have done you weren't here
0: yeah d wasn't having none of it these yeah. already began her descent in my mind um
1: well she already did i think we were also about to see her shun her family but then Hippolyta kind of brought it back and was like, you know, t- you know, again talking about time, like it's just time, and in time I will, you know, I win, I win your your trust back and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and she basically starts showing her these things that she learned while, you know, on her adventures, and so they they start to reconnect and repair the relationship. So in between like her interpersonal relationships and stuff like that, I think D is fine, but in the way that she relates to the world and people who are outside of blackness or outside of,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, well, no, we'll we'll just say it, to white people, she, like, that's it.
0: We see her looking at the story of uh, Bobo's Killers being basically let off the hook by the all white male jewelry, and she's mm-hmm. just there and she's with her scratches off hand, out their faces, you know, scratching out their faces. Like, this is what I mean by I feel like this is the beginning of her descent because, like you said, to your point, babe, like she started wreck, you know, getting better with her family. We find out later that Tick actually took her and introduced her to basically his monster
1: yeah so in the episode prior um montrose and tick tried to do a spell to make him also impervious to um like any harm and stuff like that and in that montrose had uh had revealed. It, had revealed that he is dyslexic, dyslexic. <laughs> and so and they immediately uh, go back right to and then start, him right exactly still let him do the incantation, which is like okay. So clearly right. he fucked something up. <laughs> yeah, but basically he made that thing. So instead of him being impervious to any sort of harm to himself, he has something that will he's stop like, harm yeah, from happening. He's got like a Black
0: Panther monster that's like you know not even a Black Panther. Well, no, it's, it's like, like the other monster.
1: monsters, but it happens to be black, black. instead of yeah that nasty like raw chicken color the other ones yeah, are or, like
0: <laughs> absence of, of color but well, black yeah is the so and color. we find out later Definitely. that that in that time yes it is babe um we find out later in that time that tick introduces d to that monster essentially mm-hmm. passing yes but i think it's a little early off. to talk about that right Well there's we find that out let's get so. let's get to the let's get to the revelation then
1: Oh, so they are now on the way to um the, the burnt down house. I forget what no, it's called. Before the... that,
0: before that, there's revelation before that. Because remember, we are now in the preparation phase. Yeah. Let, Letty goes and they meet up at, at uh, their mother's grave. And that's where she talks to Ruby. And she says, Ruby, you're my sister. Yo, we need a, we need a part of Christina in order for this anti." Uh, or this inverse spell to work. And Ru- Ruby's like, all right, basically you only fuck with me when you need something. Like you only need my sister when you need something. So I'm good. Little do we know, Ruby is going to do what she feels like she needs to do to try to get the thing that uh, Letty asked her for, but we don't know that. Then we cut over to Montrose and Atticus where Montrose reveals to Atticus that uh D might be his sister because they need blood of the next of Ken in order to heal her. And this is before uh, Hippolyta comes back. So, well,
1: right. So that was a past episode. That wasn't in this episode. No,
0: but wasn't this episode where where Montrose revealed to Atticus that no, George that might a, be his father? That was a past episode. Okay, because well, remember we, when we, they were well, in 1921,
1: we he said, after we do all this shit, fuck you. Yeah, well, you're,
0: you're right. I'm Cause cause sorry. Because so I we thought it was because you're my father. Episode.
1: Right. So, but...
0: um. So, essentially, the is most likely Atticus's actual sister, which Possibly. allows him to pass control of the monster over to D. Well,
1: so now I don't, that's not, well, that, well, that's not how I took it. So basically they go through all of their preparations mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. try and get, you know, this, um, spell in order to, um, take care of Christina. And then while they're getting in the car to go to the burnt down house or whatever, um, the name of the place starts with the A, I forget, but anyways, Artem. So, um, it's the Kumiho, it's the family. And then they see Ruby come up and she's got a violin. She's like, here's the stuff or whatever. You know, she chose her. They have, they hug it out and then they are on their way to Artem. Yeah. And they have a little, you know, moment in, uh, in the car where they're singing life, uh, could be a dream, which we did watch a, um, a recap or like a breakdown of this episode, which, um, makes that kind of important Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they're all they're all singing it to include ruby so they get to artem they start like setting up their symbols and stuff like that and the salt that they need in order to cast their spells um Uh, atticus eats the flesh of titus which they um in the past episode when they get the book of names they they summon him in order to get his flesh because they all have to be connected in order to stop christina Mm -hmm. um and then he drinks the vial of blood that is supposed to be hers and when he's drinking it they say something i'm like i i remember saying out loud i was like what if that's not even her blood because i'm thinking like ruby doesn't give a fuck why would she show up she probably like fucking with them or whatever to help christina like and just like she already established with christina like as long as you don't hurt my sister whatever
0: Mm -hmm. she made christina promise not to hurt yeah
1: so So yeah, so they do all that Um, Atticus goes up to meet her when he gets here gets there she's not there but then all these people come out from like behind rocks and stuff like that and start guiding him to put him on the little platform that he needs to be on to be sacrificed and while everybody else is setting up then the people start coming out for them too, like on the bridge and stuff like that and start beating them up. Now while we're doing this, I guess there's a point because they have to make like a triangle or something like that where letty is and she's there with uh she's there with ruby setting everything up Mm -hmm, and mm then ruby says something so they're talking so ruby says well what if she starts early and then letty's like no she wouldn't start early because the moon has to be at its zenith and then she says oh the witching hour and letty looks at her and she's like hmm and she's like, "I'm so glad you agreed to help us at the graveyard." And she's like, "Yeah, anything for family." And so then she realizes, she realizes this yeah. is not Ruby because Ruby so.
0: basically d- denied helping them at the graveyard. Yes, so she, she said did. that to set her up and see if if you know if that was really Ruby. And she finds out they're not. Ultimately, so it's a it's a gladiator throwdown.
1: So they start fighting and stuff like that. So that. And so they start fighting and stuff like that. And then, um basically she's like yeah she would have been fine if you would have well this is later but she was like yeah we would have been fine if y'all had just left her out of it but um so they start fighting she throws her out of the fucking tower Ruby and throws
0: letty out the tower yeah
1: and then basically as far as we know she dies so we get back to it christina comes up she's in this like fabulous white dress and atticus is sitting there and he's like where's letty and she don't say nothing and so he realizes because he keeps on asking her and she don't say nothing that Letty is dead mm. so he's crying he's upset and we're at the point where it's like there's nothing that we can do so she starts her incantation she opens up his veins she like basically takes a shower in his blood mm. and uh she gains immortality but while this is happening we go back we see letty chilling on the ground and she wakes up. So she starts running. She sees that she has the the little uh, the symbol of Cain, which mm-hmm. is supposed to make her impervious to harm. And she mm-hmm. starts running to try and help Atticus. So um, in this, while uh, this is happening, she stabs Christina. She's like, you're too late. Like, you know, she starts healing immediately. And so she starts doing this incantation and this black smoke and stuff like that comes out of Atticus's body. And she's like, it's too late. Nothing you could do could help. And then the Kumiho, she starts remembering her conversation with the Shaw woman about becoming one with the darkness. Right. And she's like, you're going to see many more people die or you haven't seen enough people die yet and you haven't become one with the darkness yet. So she comes to see that as the premonition for her to merge with this darkness that's coming out of Atticus. And when she does so, that's when she starts seeing the flashbacks from Atticus in those time leading up to this where uh, he writes a letter to Montrose and gives it to Hippolyta. And then we see that he is basically speaking with D and putting her hand on the head of the little monster thing and basically like showing her how to control it or transferring over, I guess, ownership of it to her.
0: Right.
1: And then basically they also show a little bit of the uh, scene of D uh, or Hippolyta and it looks like she's like doing Doing surgery surgery. or something like that. So we start seeing the things that we weren't privy to that were leading up to this event. Uh, And then in this, because she's seeing these things, her tails come out and she connects through herself, Atticus and Christina. Christina, Yep. Um, And essentially they finish the spell and it takes away her invulnerability or her, well, she, uh, her immortality. Um,
0: Whole time tick dead.
1: Yeah, he's dead. Uh, So then Montrose wakes up and he's trying to get tick up and stuff like that and he can't. And uh, Hippolyta gives him the letter um where he finds out that they basically all expected this to happen um and him saying you know i want you to be a better father to your grandson than you were to me like you have a second chance and kind of just going over everything yeah um and so they leave with Tick's body and then we see christina she's under some rubble uh well Before that, she learns that her, her magic, her, she learns her immortality is taken, but also her magic. And Letty lets her know, well, we took magic away from all white people. It's ours now. Y'all don't got it. It's a wrap. Yeah. And then after that, and they, they have their, their moment with uh, Montrose and him finding out the tick is dead and that they expected it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: We then see Christina kind of calling out for help because she's under rubble and she can't move. And then here comes D with her monster. And she, you know, calls out to Dee for help because she's like, "Well, I helped you, you know, help me." And Dee looks at her, and she's like, mm, "They still haven't learned," and basically chokes her to death,
0: crushes she, her throat, yeah, with her mechanical arm.
1: Yes, which we find out she has a mechanical arm, which is what was attached to her in that surgery scene that we see um, from Hippolyta in the flashback. Um,
0: and now things begin to come together because we realized that d was the one who had the hood and the mechanical arm mm-hmm. who gave the book t- the book in the future so i mean it, it raises so many questions here like as far as like okay now now the series is done the season finale is over but retrospectively what can we come to expect for d because i feel like like i said she was already on on her descent I feel like she's going to be a Is she
1: going to take a dark path, especially since we're talking about somebody in a hood with mechanical arm and then like white people all around like um, rioting and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would definitely myself say like y'all should take a look at some of the like breakdowns and stuff like that because people have a lot of different theories about what's going to come up in uh the second season of uh Lovecraft Country is tick going to be resurrected cuz i mean that's something that they can do with this yeah. magic is yeah, he going to be resurrected what's going to happen with D like is she going to start using dark magic or go down a more dark path or you know um you know they pose a lot of interesting questions now i did see some people who thought this was just going to be a limited series like like Watchmen doesn't even really mm-hmm. matter like this is it like this this is the show and it's done and i think i would not necessarily be upset at that because they completed it i think nicely
0: yeah it can um, it can it can stop there I mm-hmm. mean, it can do i want it to right exactly no, no. <laughs> i would but, love to get a season two. but
1: what did you feel about this
0: episode this episode man it I, I mean it was aptly titled full circle i think it brought a lot of things together it brought a lot of um, strings back together, and I think the last three. I I I, re, I kind of really love the fact that we watched the last three episodes together mm-hmm. because I feel like I feel like the beginning of the season was like the first three episodes, and then you had like that established the universe, the first three episodes, and then you had the transitional episodes or the meat of the series where we talked about um, the, you know, Hippolyta's journey and um the backstory in Korea and Ruby's introduction to magic and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. But then those last three episodes um jigaboo, 1921 uh, and in full circle, I really loved them. I felt like they were three parts of a singular you know thing. And um particularly with this episode, I think it sets up a lot. Um, But I think it also answers a lot. Like now we go into a situation where if there's a season two or if there's a follow up series or however they decide to do it, we're living in a world where black people have magic. Yeah. And possibly go into a future where there is this caped or hooded Avenger against, you know, white people that has a super strong arm and a fucking monster on her side. Like and this is a future where um Atticus's son still exists. So in reality, you know, if if D is Atticus's sister, that's her nephew. So where's George in that future? You know yeah. what I mean? Was did, did he did he die? Like how like I would love for season two to have a time jump into that future. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Tick is resurrected, resurrected because it took them some time to figure out how to do it. Um you know the the uh, Gia who is the um, Kuniho, um, and Letty. You know they 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 grow to be friends or something like that. Time passes by. Gia's in America. Yada, yada yada. Like I would love to see that. I would love to see what happens to Hippolyta. Like, does she ever go back to um the, those uh alternate dimensions? She has the technology.
1: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't see her doing that unless she goes with D. Because of the, the way that it fractured their relationship, mm-hmm. I can't just, mm-hmm. like, see her, mm-hmm. be like, okay, everything's cool, bye. Like, mm-hmm. right, right, like right, that's right, not going right, to work. Right, right, right. Um, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I definitely think they have a lot of room um, to explore with things if they were to come back with, like, a second season or more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as a, as a new show coming to HBO, I think it was super, super successful. Incredible. I mean, the only thing for me, like, and it wasn't even that bad, but sometimes just, like... The blood and, and and this is coming from someone who watched like The Walking Dead and stuff great. like so that. Like badass. sometimes I was just like, yo, this is a fucking lot, man. Like that one scene too, um, in uh bobo where Ruby was having sex with uh Christina while she was in Williams' body, and she was doing it as a white woman, and while she was like coming, that's when the body was like deteriorating and stuff, and they were still going at it. I was like, that this was is some impressive really...
0: CG, man. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Gross. I said that I when we were like, watching it live. Ugh. I was like, yo, I wonder how long it took for that scene to render and for them to add in all of that in post production, incredibly, incredibly impressive. I
1: was like, yo, "Yo!"
0: shout out to bad robot. Shout out to Jordan Peele. Shout out to Misha green, who is
1: the runner. black woman
0: showrunner yeah. of Lovecraft country. I can't believe what they were able to achieve with this series. And I, you know, Jonathan majors, uh, obviously the impeccable journey Smollett, um, you know, having having OG Courtney B Vance in there, like it's this this joint, man. I, and you know, when it was being developed, like I said, Courtney told me about it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, you know, I don't really want, for I sure really don't want to go the back.
1: incomparable there. Michael K Williams. Oh,
0: I, absolutely, Michael K Williams. Um, the the the, I cast. Mean the whole
1: cast, yeah, the whole cast was was excellent. Like so.
0: I said, Jamie Chow, Um, just you know, we had we had a fit sighting in episode one, like. His, oh, his, yeah, yeah the father, <laughs> as yeah. the uh, elder waythright, Christina's dad, you know, yeah. he didn't make it out the first episode, but uh just you know, I-, I loved it. I loved it, um, ten ten out of ten
1: yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. so, you know, lovecraft country, I, you know, we had a lot of expectations, and I think. Smash it them. shattered them Smash, because yeah. it changed the expectations of what we thought it was going to be it about. It reset
0: them. I was like, no, you're expecting us to do this, but now you have to expect this. And we yeah. were just like, fuck. You it mean. was
1: something. full. Yeah, it was something totally different. And I loved it. Yeah. You know, it, had, it smashed them and reset them. And you had to look at it as something totally different than what you thought it was going to be. And I think it did it really well.
0: I would love to rewatch because I feel like this might be one of those series that uh, upon further viewings Mm -hmm. you see more things and that really excites me because you know how much i'll rewatch something if i (sighs) if i'm really into it yeah Um, no
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to it and definitely seeing things that maybe you would have missed or like little asides that weren't really asides yeah but yeah i just it was good and i'm glad i'm glad that we finished
0: super glad uh we were lazy about it we uh we we we, we had opportunities but we found time and we knocked thought the last three episodes and i'll tell you what man like i said i'm really glad that we were able to watch those back to back to back through our little uh mechanical issues and yeah uh 10 out of 10 so yeah lovecraft country man uh what did y'all think man did y'all see it hopefully y'all did Uh, This whole episode has been a big spoiler warning. So it'll (laughs) definitely be in the episode description. How did y'all
1: feel about it? Like, you know, did y'all, did it make you feel any differently about like horror, sci-fi, fantasy and stuff like that? Especially seeing it with like largely a black cast, Mm, you know, mm, and then being the forefront. I I mean, I've always been in those into those type of genres, but it was like really good to see. With, like, most of the cast being black people, like, the protagonists, like, the heroes, you know? So, um... The
0: same same year that HBO gives us Watchmen, we get Lovecraft Country. I can't believe it. Uh, Or was Watchmen last year?
1: Watchmen was last year.
0: Okay. Well, back to back. We
1: just just ended up watching it this year. Yeah, we just watched it this year. But, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I... (laughs) A lot of I means. Do you you know what I mean? Mm. (laughs) If I would say something, you would. Uh, I just thought it was great, and I hope you guys thought it was great too. And even if you didn't, tell us why. Like, what inconsistencies did you see? What did we miss? Potholes? What did we
0: miss too? Like, definitely correct this. I mean, I would like to go back and see the
1: part where they showed the book and he turned the book over. Because I bet you, if you stop that and you like look in, if it's sharp enough, you can see. Like, because they they give you like a um. That's usually like the about me section for the author. And maybe they talk about him growing up with his dad, because if that's the case,
0: that's true. And everything is running that's on true. track on
1: how it's supposed to run because oh, history yeah. it, it stays in the how it's supposed to go. Then maybe we will. We see foreshadowing of they bring tick back. So I would definitely like to look at that. If anybody has, I don't know, let us know. Leave us a comment or something like that.
0: Yeah. Tweet us at BLWMW. Hit us up on IG at Blurred Life with my wife. Uh, go to the anchor.com dashboard page, drop us a voice message. Tell us, you know, what this, what this, what this series meant to you, man. Like it's, it's, it's groundbreaking for sure. Um, definitely holler at me on Twitch, man. Like I said, I stream three times a week, twitch.tv slash blue underscore Okami underscore seven, Tweet me at blue underscore okami underscore seven.
1: Blue without an E, seven, the number.
0: Yes. And make sure you hit my lovely wife up on Twitter and IG as well.
1: Uh, it's Neo Queen Celine. Celine is with a C, like Celine Dion. Yes. Um, I am pretty sporadic. So.
0: She gets a notification. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I she do. She gets a notification. I kid. do. If you hit I her try up, to seen. be
1: on there more. Um, But yeah. Hit me up. Well, maybe I'll be on there more if you guys engage with me. Who
0: knows? All right, so we're gonna steal Jamie. Uh, no, we're gonna steal. Uh, we gonna. Damn, I can't even think of the guy's name right now. Jeremy Johns. We're gonna steal his outro. Love calf country. Did you see it? What did you think about it? Would you like to see more? And if so, click right here to play more episodes of Blurry Life with my wife. You know, we got a couple things coming. We got a couple things stored underneath. Uh, other episodes. Holla at us. Let us know how you feel. Bye.